Hello and welcome to the Samadhi Podcast. My name is Dasetu, I'm the host of the podcast and the teacher at Samadhi. This week I want to dedicate this episode to someone who is very close to me, who inspired the topic of this week, and also to everyone whom, whenever and wherever they find themselves listening to this podcast, to anyone who ever feels overcome with sadness, overwhelmed by their negative emotions. I want you to know that you are not alone, and you need not feel this way. Feeling sad, overwhelmed, anxious, stressed, these are not your essential nature. These are not you, and there is a way out. I hope in this episode and in this podcast in general to help you to find a way out of these states of mind, to cultivate positive minds and more healthy, constructive ways of viewing yourself, others, and the world around you so that you may reduce your suffering and reach a state of spontaneous joy, love, and happiness that I know is there in all of us. So the topic of this week is what to do when we are overcome with sadness, when we feel overwhelmed by our negative states of mind. So first of all, what, what, what is that exactly that I'm talking about? And that is when we are feeling low, we're feeling down, maybe we feel bad about ourselves, so we feel demotivated, we start to feel unable to function, and we easily become overwhelmed and we just want to run away and we just want to hide. It's this kind of, this overwhelmed experience, this kind of crippling sadness that I want to address. So first of all, what what is its cause? Why do we feel this experience? Why do we become sad? Why do we become overwhelmed? And so from the teachings of the Buddha and from, you know, contemplatives of the last kind of 2,500 years, and in fact before then, um, there, there are a few things that that crop up. And while there are many, many different you know, specific reasons why we become sad and overwhelmed, generally they do all have the same root cause, which is what I kind of want to touch upon. Our lives are sort of propelled by this view of me and mine. And we become despondent, we become sad when these wishes aren't fulfilled, okay? So when we don't get what we want, not getting what we desire, when we lose what we, what we have, what we thought was going to last forever, and we cling on to that, like it shouldn't have happened, like we shouldn't have lost it, um, encountering what we do not wish to encounter, so having to experience the things that we don't want to experience. And just generally, we think that happiness is a thing to be found outside of us, that a the perfect job, the perfect partner, you know, that these things outside of us are going to give us the happiness that we seek. 
And of course we realize that they can't do that. You know, we might think that we found the perfect partner, but soon enough they turn into a stale old frog. And we realize that the happiness that we wanted, they can't give us. And actually it's unfair of us to want it from them. And they can never live up to the incredible expectations that we set. So Buddha said that we should find out what really constitutes true. So Buddha said that we should find out what really constitutes true well-being. And based on this understanding, pursue it. I think that's very sound advice. And we can't say that we haven't been trying to do that already. Of course, we are pursuing true well-being. We're pursuing happiness. But we're just a little bit misguided at the moment in our approach. So in the Kandaraka Sutta, Buddha taught three kinds of genuine well-being. Well-being arising from a clear conscience and contentment. Well-being gained through samadhi, which is concentration. And supreme well-being of complete freedom through insight, wisdom. So one of the reasons why we do end up feeling sad or anxious or overwhelmed is that we have the tendency in modern life to abuse our minds. You know, when we are constantly striving for new stimulus and when we're constantly putting things in our mind but not taking any time to cultivate a balanced mind, you know, if we spend all day like working hard and, you know, playing loud music and binging TV series, drinking, playing video games, you know, all these kinds of things. And these things don't have to be bad per se. It's more the way that we abuse them. When from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed, all we do is fill our minds with things, especially these kind of like loud things that are meant to give us thrill and, and excitement and make us feel something. You know, you can feel the effects of that kind of abuse on your mind. So going back to that second kind of genuine well-being that Buddha mentioned, well-being gained through samadhi, through concentration. Um, in the practice of training in samadhi, in training in concentration, what we're doing is cultivating a calm, clear, and focused mind. So this means, you know, having, having a calm, clear, and, and focused mind means that we're more effective in everything we do. There's less agitation, less stress in our life, and better mental balance. You know, and instead of being slaves to our mind, we, we become the masters of our mind. And we're able to enjoy kind of the simple pleasures in life more. And it also translates into physical health benefits too. We, we get a better quality of sleep too. So I did a little bit of Googling for, for antonyms of concentration. You know, well, what's the opposite of a concentrated mind of samadhi? And the kind of words that came up were very revealing. Absent-mindedness, detachment, distraction, unobliviousness, unawareness, unconsciousness. Withdrawal, disinterest, indifference, mindlessness, bewilderment, confusion. 
do these not sound like symptoms of our mind when it's out of balance? Our mind when it's overwhelmed with these feelings of sadness and other negative emotions. You know, do we not feel withdrawn, distracted, detached, confused? Shantideva said that those with a distracted mind are trapped in the jaws of the mental afflictions. These mental afflictions being, you know, anger, sadness, anxiety, jealousy, craving, attachment. So sadness, a feeling of being overwhelmed, is simply a symptom. It's a symptom of an unbalanced, unconcentrated, uncontrolled mind. And this is good news because it is absolutely possible to train the mind. It is possible to cultivate emotional balance, to train ourselves in concentration. So that instead of feeling those things, you know, instead of feeling absent, withdrawn, mindless, we can feel fully alert, present, interested, bright, sharp, luminous, calm, peaceful, cognizant. That's the kind of mind that we can have. That's the kind of quality of awareness we can have with a concentrated mind. Another reason that we feel sad is that we have kind of like a bad habit, bad coping mechanisms, and we turn to more distraction to solve it, okay, which further perpetuates the problem. So we, we're feeling sad, we're feeling overwhelmed, and what do we do? We, we you know, we try and immerse our mind in a new show or in a video game or by going out and getting so drunk you can't even see anymore or in some, something that will just take my mind off this. Something that will stop me from feeling this way. And this is a bad coping mechanism because it, it perpetuates the problem. It makes the mind more tense, more detached, more withdrawn. And it's not a solution. Often you'll find that you will feel the same afterwards. You were distracted for a time, but that feeling is still there. And sometimes if the negative emotion is so strong, you can't even concentrate or focus on what you're trying to distract yourself with. This is clear. It's not a solution. So instead, we should look to quell these negative states by cultivating and looking to... For example, the three kinds of genuine well-being. Well-being arising from a clear conscience and contentment, the first one. Clear conscience. This is just ethically living. Knowing that we are living well and we're not harming ourselves and we're not harming other people, our environment. You know, living in a way that means that we have a clear conscience. There's a kind of well-being that comes from that. The contentment. You know, being content with having only what we need. Of course, we need some things that make our life comfortable and mean that we have time to cultivate emotional balance. But it's being content with having just that. You know, there's nothing wrong with getting new things, but constantly grasping onto and trying to get things that we don't have you know, one desire to the next, you know, we, and, and modern life is terrible for this. We see adverts all the time on the TV, on social media, uh, you know, even when you're driving. And it's always, oh, look at this new shiny thing. You want this new shiny thing. Come and get this new shiny thing. 
and and we we're suckers for it and this kind of constantly grasping onto ooh look at this ooh look at this just really throws us off balance and it and it you know then we don't get to experience the genuine well-being of just being content the second one well-being gained through samadhi concentration like i said the practice of training the mind in concentration experience this mind for yourself experience it in meditation experience its power and its influence on your mental state and then this third type supreme well-being of complete freedom through insight wisdom and this is learning to see things as they truly are wisdom gained through hearing contemplating meditating seeing how our current habits actually cause or perpetuate these feelings of sadness these feelings of anxiety of stress of anger okay seeing the real causes of happiness and the real causes of suffering and instead of kind of mindlessly going through life developing a sort of cognitive intelligence that being that we know what causes happiness truly causes happiness and genuine well-being and so we pursue the things in life that will lead to our own and others genuine well-being and happiness not leading down the rabbit hole and of course there are things that we can do in the short term okay so if you're feeling sad right now if you're feeling overwhelmed by your negative emotions what can we do right now so there's a few things i suggest um one of the things that that you know can happen you is you end up taking a nap or you just you write the day off don't you and you say oh i'll feel better in the morning and you do you feel better in the morning and you feel better after you wake up from a nap you can do anyway so so what happened why did you feel better afterwards that was because your coarse mind that was full unconcentrated uh you know bewildered and confused and all these other things it dissolved it dissolved into the into the dream mind and if you went into deep sleep it dissolved into the substrate consciousness okay which is where our our coarse daily mind um comes from so your mind dissolved into this space which is calm and clear and then when it arose again it was it was just like hitting a reset button so this you don't have to go for a full nap or go for a full night's sleep to to hit the reset button and i wouldn't recommend doing so every time you did become sad or overwhelmed uh a simple breathing meditation will do this for you so if you're feeling completely overwhelmed right now then go and do a breathing meditation settle your body speech and mind in the natural states as i did kind of guide in one of the episodes i'm not sure which one it was um you know do that do that practice of settling the body speech and mind and that's its culmination turn to the sensations of the breath in the body this can be at the nostrils you know the classic theravada approach or um if your mind is very busy and you want to kind of focus on relaxation then the older sensations in the body that are correlated with the inhalation and exhalation so settle body speech and mind turn to the sensations of the breath in the body and focus and every time you become distracted bring your mind back do this for a while 
and your mind will calm. The mental turbulence, the discursive thoughts will subside. Allow yourself to let go all of your thoughts and hopes and fears about the future, about the past, and even about the present, the things you have to do. And just relax, become still, and maintain mindfulness of the breath. That's something you can do in the short term. Or the meditation I introduced in episode four, the meditation on the space of the mind. This meditation helps you to see your thoughts and emotions as they arise and as they dissolve in the mind. And this can help you to stop identifying with the feeling itself, with the thoughts themselves, and realize that instead of saying, I am sad, it would actually be more correct to say, there is sad feeling arising in the space of my mind, and it will dissolve. Okay, we, we see very clearly how things arise and how things work in the mind through, through this, um, the space of the mind meditation. For those of you listening, I want to reassure you that these feelings will pass. More than likely, you've experienced sadness, anxiety, and stress in the past, and they passed. This too shall pass, I promise you. And whether you feel that you are prone to sadness or anger or whatever, they are not an inherent part of your mind. Your mind is naturally clear, calm, luminous, peaceful. That's the essential nature of your mind. And that is what you discover when you calm the mind in meditation and all discursive thoughts subside. If you found any of this useful, helpful, I hope you did, uh, then I would encourage you now, as this episode ends, just to take a few minutes before you go back to busyness to just reflect on this, to contemplate these points and try to take them to heart. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that you found some benefit from what we talked about. Please consider leaving us a review, sharing this with your friends, and if you have any questions or suggestions for topics in the future, please feel free to send us an email. Our email is info at samadhi.org.uk. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you.